This morning I want to talk about a little section of our worship service that we participate in every single week. And it's this third one down on our bulletin called Sharing the Presence of Christ. We often um, come at this time, I think, as it's a, a time to shake hands and greet one another, make people feel welcome. It's definitely that. But I want to push the envelope this morning on that part of our worship service and maybe think about it in some different ways because I think it can be so much more than that. And I think it has the potential to be truly transformative. So the first thing I want to say is that sharing the presence of Christ is an act of worship. Now, there's often some debates uh, in, in staff meetings as to whether or not this meet-and-greet time should be part of the worship service or not. And there's a lot of discussion back and forth about that. And, um, and in some worship settings, you might put it at the end of the service or you might put it at the very beginning of the service. We put it towards the beginning, but it's after the call to worship. Because I want to communicate to those who are part of this community that being part of the community and finding out what's going on in each other's lives and greeting one another and sharing just the love in the air is as much an act of worship as anything else that we do every Sunday. And the reason for that is because I truly think that this act is sacramental in much the same, in, in kind of a similar vein as what we'll do later in the service with communion. Communion is an official sacrament, but I think sharing the pre presence of Christ can be sacramental. We often say, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst, right? Jesus said that to his disciples in Matthew. Where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, Christ is truly present. Let that sink in for a second. Where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, Christ is truly present. When we come together as the body of Christ, we are experiencing the divine presence in our lives. We are able to find a thin space between where we are and where God is. And so, I really, truly believe that sharing the presence of Christ is an opportunity to worship God. Now, Jesus also says in other parts of Matthew, in another part of Matthew, he's asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he responds by saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those two things are combined. In other words, you can't do one without the other. 
You cannot love God without loving your neighbor. And I really don't think you can truly love your neighbor without a love of God. And so when we come together to share the presence of Christ, we are practicing this act of love. Because if Christ is truly present in that moment, when we come together to share this presence of Christ, we are loving God and loving neighbor all in one beautiful act. Now, in this passage that we read today, it says, when others welcome you, they welcome me. Now, originally, the way I was going to take this sermon was, we need to welcome others because that's how we love our neighbors, etc., etc., right? When we welcome others, we welcome Christ. But that's not actually what this passage says. It says, when, we, when you are welcomed, others are welcoming Christ. That's actually an awesome responsibility. Because what that's saying is that we have the responsibility to actually share Christ's presence with others. So that when others see us, they see Jesus in us. In chapter 10, this is coming from uh, chapter 10 of the Gospel of Matthew. And at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus sends out his disciples into the countryside to be his representatives. And he gives them a whole bunch of instructions and says, you need to do this, you need to do that. And you also need to be aware that you're going in my name, the name of a prophet. Prophets aren't always accepted. <laughs> prophets don't always have an easy go of it. In fact, this message may divide people. So be ready. But the idea being that he was sending them forth. And he says to them, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. He was sending them forth in his name to share the good news that there is recovery of sight for the blind, release to the captive, good news to the poor, the year of Jubilee. And in the same way, Christ sends us to continue this pattern of discipleship, of being sent. And so what we're actually doing is carrying Christ with us everywhere we go to welcome others and to be welcomed. So sharing the presence of Christ is, first of all, an act of worship. It is sacramental. But based on what we're talking about, it's also an act of transformation. Because when you go to share the love and, and grace of Christ, to be the hands and feet of Jesus for others, 
you can't help but change lives. It makes a difference in the world. It brings about the reconciliation of God with the whole world. It is truly transformative. It's able, we are able to take a relationship that is broken and by God's grace be part of the healing process. In ancient Christian practice, this, was oft, this, this act of worship was often called passing the peace. And you would, you would get up and you would, you would shake each other's hand and say, the peace of Christ be with you, the, the peace of Christ, you know, peace, etc., etc. And you're sharing the peace of Christ and sharing the peace of Christ. The reason that that was part of ancient Christian worship and continued on was because it was meant to be an opportunity to go mend relationships with your brother or sister with whom you may have an, a, a disagreement. And it was always put right before communion. Because what would happen is you would want to be able to forgive and be forgiven as part of this bigger act of reconciliation that happens in communion. That's what it means to, for it to be sacramental. It's an opportunity for us to experience God's real grace in that moment for us to be reconciled to each other as we are reconciled to God in the midst of all of this. It is meant to transform relationships from broken to whole. From disunity to unity. The third thing is that sharing the presence of Christ is an act of subversion. And this is where the danger comes in to play. Jesus commissioned his disciples, as I said, and he mentions that this message may not bring peace. This is a little bit confusing. And it, it, it may bring a sword. Because following Jesus means carrying a cross. That was the symbol of Roman execution. The reason that Jesus' message of love, grace, hope, reconciliation, transformation might bring about the sword was because it would be butting up against the powers at be. It would be butting up against the empire. That Jesus' message of hope actually conflicts with the Roman message of power. And so when we go, when we are sent forth beyond our comfort zones to share 
the presence of Christ, we must know that it is going to butt up against the ways of this world. This past week, we were in Baton Rouge. And you'll hear more about this and, uh, as the weeks go on, but I want to share one particular moment. On Thursday night, we were uh, at Hope Community United Methodist Church in what, can, uh, what the, what the um, neighbors around that church call the ghetto. <laughs> it is, that's what it was. And it was a very poor and depressed area. It was also one of the areas hardest hit by the floods last year. And Alex, who was the director of Revive 225, tells a story like this. The first week of July last year, a black man was shot and killed by a police officer, a white police officer in Baton Rouge. And it caused a lot of unrest. Created a lot of racial tension. And then not much later, a man from another state came, a black man with an, uh, from another state came with an assault rifle and killed seven police officers, white police officers. And racial tensions had never been higher in Baton Rouge. And then on August 14th, the rain started to fall. And it rained and it rained and it rained and it rained really hard. They said you couldn't even see the front end of your vehicle. It was raining that hard for three straight days. And it flooded that whole area. The house we were working on, it... uh, it was kind of set up on a pier and beam type thing. And so to get, you had to get up to the door and it was, it was probably three feet or so above the ground to the door. And that house was five feet underwater. The house next to it, the water was all the way to the roof line. It was wild to see some of the pictures. <clears throat> So here you have racial tension and broken homes in some of the poorest neighborhoods in America. This three-mile radius is the poorest in Louisiana. And Louisiana is one of the poorest states in America. And here we were working with a white church and a black church together. And on Thursday night, we came together with the neighbors of that area and we shared a meal with them. And it was good. (laughs) We had a big old shrimp boil. We had a hundred pounds of big old giant shrimp. It was so good. But what was more powerful, to me anyways, 
was the fact that we worshiped together after that. We greeted one another. We shared the presence of Christ with one another. And we broke down barriers and walls between people. It was a healing moment in a situation of brokenness. We were sent forth, not because we had all the answers and we had God with us and they didn't, but so that we could meet God in that place and share Christ with them, though, and them to share Christ with us. So that we could be transformed and they could be transformed, so that we're all participating in this process of reconciliation. And what Alex said and what the pastor of that church said was that that type of thing just does not happen in Baton Rouge. With white and black working side by side. In, in Linda's house, the homeowners were working side by side with us. And it was great to get to know Domino and Q and, uh, was it Linda? Her name was Lisa, yeah. That just doesn't happen. That's what I mean by this message of love and hope and grace may butt up against the ways of the world, but it is what we are called to do. We are called to be sent forth with the love of Christ and it may make you uncomfortable. The, the theme for the whole week was mission begins when your comfort zone ends. Mission begins when your comfort zone ends. And I have long thought of my, my part of my calling in ministry is to afflict the comfortable and to comfort the afflicted. I think that's part of what we're all supposed to do. And I think that's what the gospel of Christ does. It afflicts the comfortable and comforts the afflicted. And we're called to live in that tension. To share the presence of Christ. To be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's what it's all about as the hokey pokey would say. <laughs> Mission begins when your comfort zone ends. Sharing the presence of Christ, it's three things. It's an act of worship. It's an act of transformation. It's an act of subversion. We are all called to share the presence of Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.